Take a minute and close your eyes. Now, I want you to picture a moment. This may be recent, this may be older. You're going to have to search your memory for it a little bit. But I want you to look back and think about a time when you felt really connected. When you felt like you were at your peak and doing something that was was so meaningful that it felt like it was the very reason you exist. Maybe that was talking to people and helping them, or maybe it was the first time you put your hands on a guitar. Maybe it was telling a story or painting a painting or serving in the military, doing something, but there was some moment. Take a minute to think about that because that's your passion. Passion's a word we talk about a lot. We do. We love to throw it around. It's a really popular thing. I find that I cover a lot of the same ground that like the self-help gurus do because passion's just one of those words, right? It's an intangible. It's hard to talk about passion, right? Like what, what is it? I gave you a definition, the definition I think applies. But what really is your passion? Passion's an odd thing. It's, it's hard to define, impossible to define, really, until you know what it is, right? Uh, there's, a, there's a famous uh, Supreme Court ruling that, since I'm not a lawyer, I don't know the entire details of, but I remember the case was about obscenity. And uh, a judge famously said, I, I don't know how to define obscenity, but I know it when I see it. I think that's kind of the same thing with your passion. You don't know how to define passion, but you know it when you see it. But see, here's the problem. We're told a lot of bullshit when it comes to our passions. We're told this statement, right? That if you do what you love for a living, then you never work a day in your life. And anybody that's pursued a passion project as a career knows that's horseshit. There are always bad days. That is an ideological thought process that, that leads you down a road of self-fucking-doubt because you start to wonder how much you can really love something if you have a bad day. But you're going to have a bad day. That's a misconception of your passions. I've been a passionate storyteller for the vast majority of my 41 years of life. And I'm telling you, it's not always a parade. It isn't. It's not always a parade. Not once. We talk a lot about work-life balance, right? That's the thing. And we talk about it because now the new, the new trend is to tell you that balance is impossible because you can't ever attain perfect balance. Well, let's start with the theory that we can't ever have perfect anything. Perfection is an ideal that even in writing and storytelling we chase, but understand we will never hit. But you can have balance. I worked on aircraft for 13 years. Balance happens, right? You balance an aircraft. It is balanced. Not perfectly. It never is. But it is, in fact, balanced. The laws of physics will tell you that. See, we talk about work-life balance as though it's the most vital thing, as though it's the point, right? Because we think of our day and the time with family and friends and all that stuff, and we think of our work and all the times it gets in the way of our day. But I want to talk about something different today. 
I want to talk about passion work balance. That's right. Passion work balance. Because to me, your passion is what connects you to the greater world. Your passions are those things that get you outside of yourself. They shouldn't just be things you love. I mean, that's certainly a part of your passion. But if you're passionately driven to do something, it's deeper than just, oh, I like this and it makes me feel good. Like, it connects you to the world in a way that's almost undescribable. Has to be told by each individual person. The problem is, in America, work becomes 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're always on. We're an entrepreneur culture of, of bartering merchants, for lack of a better way to say it. And so we never stop and get back to our passion. And then we feel burned out, and then life loses its luster and its meaning, and we have to stop this crap. We have to get to the point where we understand that our passion is important. That work-passion balance is nifty. That it's the ideal we should be looking for, right? And I'm going to give you a few thoughts I'm having because, you know, last week I talked about fear and part of the fear was confronting this issue in my head right now. Like, how do you cultivate a work-passion balance? And I, again, I don't know, right? Welcome to the glory of Confessions of a Working Writer, which is that I'm going to talk to you about a concept that I have no idea how to make happen for you because I don't know how I've made it, how to make it happen for me yet. We're kind of walking the road together, right? It is. It's a Sunday morning, and I've spent the better part of the past few days kind of thinking just to get to where I'm at right now. But that's that's the nature of, of living. That's the nature of how we do this. So here's a couple of thoughts I have on this. Bear with me. These are a couple of thoughts I have on how we maintain or, or acquire this passion work balance, which is like my big crazy focus idea right now. And and spare me, please, God, if you are listening to this and, and decide I'm going to write Matt an email about how balance is impossible. Stop. Just stop. Perfect balance, again, is impossible. Balance is not impossible. I promise. Aircraft physics. Bring all the fucking horse shit you read in whatever self-help and spirituality book you found that said, well, balance is impossible, and so-and-so said balance can't happen. No, no, there's a difference between balance and perfect balance. If balance couldn't happen, your ass wouldn't walk. There you go. Next time someone tells you that, my friends, next time someone says, well, you know, you know, so-and-so, balance is impossible. Because you're like, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to get work-life balance. Balance is impossible. If balance was impossible, your ass wouldn't walk. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can throw all the philosophical stuff in the world, man, but nothing beats hardcore physics for at least this point. This point's just kind of brilliant with it. So let's talk about this. Let's let's think about how to get this work-passion balance. So these are the things I've come up with. And if you have further ideas, let me know. Seriously, let me know. One, I don't think you can have your job be your passion. Like, I think you can earn money off of your passion. I do. I, do. I think you can. But I think once your passion becomes something you're required to do for cash, it takes away from it a little bit. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just because I'm a writer who doesn't live off of writing. 
you know, not in that sense. Like I live off of doing the writing work and marketing and helping other people and selling articles and all, but I'm not swimming in money. So bear in mind, my hypocrisy may come out on that later if I ever am, in fact, swimming in money as a writer, which I doubt. But yeah, I don't know that your nine to five needs to be your passion. I think your nine to five needs to be how you pay your bills and how you get food in your belly. And it needs to be something you're okay with doing. And on that note, just to clarify, I think that shit needs to end at five, right? If you have something you're passionate about, now look, if you're an entrepreneur out there and go, bad, I am passionate about building my company. Great. You found it, build it. That's awesome. For those of you working for those people, that shit needs to end at like five, because you need to find something else that you're passionate about, right? Well, I'm passionate about building their dream. Are you, though? Are you? Really? Maybe you are. And if you are, be my guest. But I don't know. I, I, I certainly have a hard time being super passionate about another person's dream, unless it somehow intersects with my own. There's nothing wrong in saying that, right? We're human beings. We're kind of selfish by nature. We are. We do things in our own self-interest. It's called survival. So I think that, you know, aligning your passion with helping someone build a company can be great. But even then, I think that shit needs to stop at like five, right? Like you need time for you. You are an entity. We've gotten away from that, right? Side hustles and this and that and everything. We'll just stack the hours and I'll be super successful. And then one day I will die with jack shit. I will die really angry. Let me tell you something. I'm not going to delve a whole lot into the history of my family, but I will let you in on a detail here. I think I spent more time in the first half of my life trying to impress my dad than anything else. Because he was so focused on other stuff. There were other things that had his mind. You know, whether it was a job or whatever, there were other things that had his mind. And I always felt like I couldn't get him to look in my direction. True facts. Like, I felt like I couldn't get him to look in my direction. That's terrible, man. I mean, it really is. That's that's rough. So, you know, for everyone going, hustle, 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 doing it, doing it, killing it, crushing it. Remember, if you've got kids or people that you care about in your life, they might want to be seen in the picture, too. I'm not saying anything my dad doesn't know and hasn't talked about as well in public. So this isn't like some great betrayal of my family here, but, and, and you'll barely ever hear me talk about them for the most part, but, but that's the thing, right? I spent so much time trying to get noticed by my father because he was so busy doing other shit. So when you're like, I'm grinding at 24 hours a day. Yeah. And your kids are like, where's dad? Where's mom? Well, now, you know. Look, make your choices, my friends. I always tell you, make your decisions, do what's best for you. Just don't come back to me and tell you I didn't tell me, oh man, you didn't warn me that that would happen. I did. I did. Take that time. Seriously, take it. You know? So yeah, work work has to stop, and I don't think your passion has to be tied to your work. I don't. I really don't. So that's number one. Number two, I don't think passion always has to feel good. Oh, there's the barn burner for you. Matt just said passion doesn't always have to feel good. And in fact, I'm going to go one step further. 
It won't always feel good. It will frustrate you. It will scare you. It will make you angry, upset, sad, anxious. It will do all kinds of things to you. It's something you're passionate about. So it's going to run the gamut of your emotions. So if you're really passionate, you shouldn't be quitting on a hard day. I mean, you might sit down and go, shit, this is a hard day, man. I'll get back to telling stories tomorrow. And that I'm cool with because that's just being gentle on yourself and not getting into self-abuse. But also avoid these bullshit happy day judgments of going, oh, well, you know, I loved playing guitar, but lately this past week, it just hasn't brought me any joy and it's time to walk away from it because, you know, I, I had a bad week. You're going to have bad weeks. You're going to. You're going to have bad weeks. Now, that said, understanding that you can have bad days with things that you're passionate about and good days with things that you're passionate about is important because it lets you look back at what you're actively doing right now. And realize whether what the problem is, right? So, like, recently, mine has been that I am just not creating shit. For a long time, the wheels are hard to move forward. Now, it's not my passion for storytelling that's gone away. It's other things in my life that have happened. I'm sure we'll go into the, it's called Confessions, and there's several weeks left in the year. But, um... That's the point, right? I was able to see that because I, I could look back and go, yeah, I know there are bad days in my passion, but this isn't just a bad day. This is a clusterfuck. <laughs> this, is, this is many, many bad days scattered with the occasional bright light in between. The good news, I've been gentle to myself. The other good news, I figured out what the problem was, sat back, decided what I want to do with my life, and moved on. And that brings me kind of to the third point for work-passion balance here, right? And this is a thought that's been going on with me for a while. So dig this. I'm going to give you a little math here, right? The age of the average American male is like between 74 and 76, depending on when you talk about, like the max age, depending on who you talk to, it's between 74 and 76, I am 41. Think about that for a minute. I am 41 years old. 75 to 76. If, and it's a big, unfucking certain if, if I make it all the way to 75 or 76. And there's nothing guaranteeing I won't die tomorrow. I have more years behind me than I have ahead of me. Now, granted, some of those years behind me are coming into the world and learning the world and learning how it works. No doubt. No one expects you at one year old to come running out and be like, shit, I got it. Get out of my way. God damn it. I got work to do. No one expects that. You got to learn the world. You got to experience some stuff. You got to go through some things. But then you get into those years where, you know, you can do some stuff. And I'll tell you right now, I lived a really good life up to this point, I think, for the most part. Ups, downs. But overall, pretty good. Hard parts. Happy parts. Overall, pretty good. But here's the trick. The, the little bite in the ass that's going to get you. There were times that 
I wasted that I should have worked on other things. Now, the good news is at 41, I realized that. Actually, several times over the years to 41, I realized that. And each time I learned a little bit more. I often use the analogy of when I was a smoker and I quit smoking. And I, I quit smoking 17 times before I finally gave up cigarettes. And I'll tell you, you know what I learned? A ton about quitting smoking. No shit. I actually learned a lot about how to not quit smoking and eventually successfully did quit smoking. And I tried everything. Pills, patches, gums, lozenges. You know, I didn't try vape pens. The douche flute wasn't around. I called it the douche flute. That's totally what I think it is. I call, okay, quick aside, I call the vape pen the douche flute because people love to bring it inside and blow out their massive cloud of stank-ass water vapor. And yes, it stanks, okay? <laughs> like, none of that's good. It's like the incense you find in a 13-year-old's bedroom when they've discovered the cure. It gets terrible, man. So please, leave your douche food at home. Public service announcement brought to you by Confessions of a Working Writer. Confessions of a Working Writer is another quality product of Logitech Digisoft. Logitech Digisoft. We make crap to sell you stuff. Um, like that, product placement. They, we are not officially endorsed by Logitech Digisoft in case they're a real company that now wants to sue the shit out of me. Uh, for no money. Good luck, fellas. Go ahead and sue me. Guess you can have my kidneys. Um, they're not that great either. Good luck. But but that's the thing, right? Like I, I learned more and more and more about how not to quit. I've learned about how not to waste time. And I've gotten more dedicated. Look, I don't know what your dream is, and I don't know what you're passionate about. That's not for me or anybody else to know. That's for you to know. But I know this, uh, without a doubt, the vast majority of people are right now, at this very moment, living in a place where they put their passions aside for other stuff. Now, sometimes that stuff's reality. Sometimes you've got kids, they need to be fed. You've got things that need to be taken care of. Things have to get done. You have a nine to five to pay your bills and because you like eating food. I get it. Sometimes your passion gets put on hold because you're fighting addiction. I've known a bunch of those people. I have, man. I've known a ton of people, very passionate musicians and artists and everyone else, who had to take some time away because, man, they got into some substance abuse stuff. And I'm telling you what they realized. I've talked to a couple of them, and what they realized coming out the other end of that tunnel is that that substance abuse was taking away from the passion they had. It was just consuming them. Right? There's always going to be things that are going to get in the way. There's things that get in my way. I'm not perfect. Done deal. But. That's right. There's a giant but. <laughs> I'm six. Uh, <laughs> but. That doesn't mean you put it away. And there are a lot of people right now who have put it away. We have these companies and startups and, and entrepreneurs and we form them into like little cults and we look to them like they have the future because their marketing tells us they have the future, right? Like we're making the world a better place by that's, that's, that's really become like making the world a better place. How do you save the world? Right? That's the shtick. That's the lingo. 
we're making our own. Matt, how do you save the world? Well, I don't. I don't. Let's be honest. I don't save the world. 99% of us don't. What do I do? Well, I try to tell stories that are true. Well, reasonably true. With characters that can relate to people emotionally. And I hope to, you know, show people something about the world and themselves through them. That's what I do. Do I save the world by doing that? No, that's just massive overinflated self-importance. But it's my passion. It's why I read everything. It's why I talk to so many people. It's why I watch so many people. It's why I work on trying to gain focus and understanding. It's why I keep forcing myself to pick up the pen even on a hard day. It's why I do all that shit. It's why I'm making some steps right now to move on to a new chapter of my life. Yeah, even now, new chapter of my life. You know? Because there has to be passion between... There has to be balance between my passion and my work. And if that doesn't exist, then it creates problems. How many of us are leaving what Thoreau called are leading what Thoreau called lives of quiet desperation, where we're just sitting there going, shit, there's something else I wish I could do, but we're not doing it. Oh, don't get me wrong, I know plenty of people. Plenty of people who are actually living completely in alignment with their passions are super happy. They're actually very open about it. And they understand it's a struggle and every day is different. But that's the point, right? That's the that's the deal. Whatever you're passionate about, you got to do it. And there are too many people right now in this world that are like walking fucking corpses because the soul of them, that passion, that thing that feeds the human soul is fucking dead. Because instead of working that passion, they're answering emails at 8.30 at night. Because the work never sleeps. Guys, look, I, th I think that the, one of the worst things we've done in the United States is commoditizing human beings. Right? Does it occur to anybody that when they talk about America, they talk more about the free market than they talk about, you know, the ability to say things and create ideas and... You know, we don't talk about our rich cultural history. We talk about the free market. Buy and sell. That's what we talk about. I don't know. I know, it sounds like I got sad. I kind of did for a minute here. But look, this brings me to the final point. Work, passion, balance. The final point. Surround yourselves with people that are going to embrace and, and, and cherish and love you. Right, not your passion. Forget your passion on this shit. If they love you, they love your passion. They have to love you. Right? And not love you for what you can do for them, because there are those people out there. There are plenty of people who are going to tell you they love you because you're the best at this, and that is a thing that they can make money off of, and they will do that, right? There are going to be plenty of people who are going to nod at your passion and go, oh, yes, I'm very passionate about that, too. And they're usually that one-upper person that's like, oh, yes, I also have done that, too, but better than you did it. Fuck all of those people. 
and surround yourself with a group of people that care. Now, I know it sounds like I just said to say, fuck your boss. I didn't. I said, make sure you're around people that legitimately care about you. Bosses can do that. They absolutely can. I've had many great bosses that cared about me. That's the point. Bosses can care. Bosses can care a lot about you. Teachers can care. Your friends can care. Whoever it is that cares, just surround yourself with those people. And look, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass and pretend that everybody in the world is going to be somebody that legitimately and genuinely cares about you. But there are going to be a lot of people that do. And when you get enough of the people that do around you, then here's the thing you do. Give the people that don't give a shit about you just enough mental energy that they actually deserve. If it's your boss and he doesn't care about you, do your job, do your job well, and move the shit on, right? Give them the energy and the attention that they deserve. Your boss signs your paycheck. They pay you money for that attention. Give it to them. Right? We've all got those friends that are kind of like drains on us a little bit. What is it? The, the psychic vampires as they were. Give them the attention they merit and deserve and then move the hell on. But that's the point. Spend time with the people that love you. Your family, your friends, colleagues that care about you, that stuff. Spend time with them. Spend time with the people that care about you and that love you. Spend time with the thing that you're passionate about. Build a work-passion balance. Because there is one thing in this life that I am certain of. Actually, there's probably a few, but let's go with it for dramatic effect. There is one thing in this life that I am certain of. At the end of it, whenever that comes for you, because it's different for all of us, you are not going to look back and go, damn, I wish that I had done ABC, status quo, nine to five bullshit, just a little bit better. You're never going to find a person on their deathbed who goes, fuck, I worked at UPS sorting boxes and I just wish I'd sorted those with a little more vim and vigor. You're not. People are going to regret the time they didn't spend with the people they loved and the time they didn't work on the things they dreamed about and the things they loved, the things they were really passionate about. So think about your passion. Dive deep into it. Figure it out. Because if I sound like I'm not afraid like I was last week, there's a reason. Because I'm digging back into my passion. And you should too. That's it for this week. Till next time, I'm Matt, just a working writer. And this has been my... Confession. It didn't work, did it? All right, this has been my confession. I'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>